1: money pit is brought to you by greenworks Dynatrap, spray and forget home advisor perk the home depot speed queen and Tando. now here are tom and leslie coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Pick up the phone, give us a call right now because we are here for you to help you with your home improvement projects on this beautiful spring weekend. Summer is just around the corner. And if you've got a project you'd like to get done, give us a call because we are here to help you do just that at 888 Money Pit. And just ahead, if you're siding, sidewalks, decks, or patios are looking pretty grimy right now, we've got a simple solution that can help make that mess disappear and prevent mold, mildew, moss, and more from growing back.
2: Plus, water quality is on everybody's mind these days. Not only are we drinking more of it as the weather gets warmer, there are more and more stories in the news about problems with water quality. We've got an expert stopping by with some practical tips to help.
1: And if you'd like a great way to do some serious cleaning, pressure washers are the hot ticket. We're going to have a review of an electric option that's really effective.
2: Plus, speaking of cleaning, we've got a $50 Amazon gift card to give away this hour to one very lucky caller, and that is courtesy of our friends over at Speed Queen Washers and Dryers.
1: Hey, you can use that to stock up on your laundry supplies and more. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? All
2: right, let's say hi to Katie in Massachusetts, who has a whole house dehumidifier question. What's going on?
3: I purchased a wave ventilation system. Um, it was advertised on one of the radio stations that I listen to. Companies based in Canada. I checked them out. Better Business Bureau. They're all fine. But um, my electrician had a question for me. That you know, he, he's he's really not sh- he's really not sure that um, I should keep it because um, y- you hook it up in the basement um, away from the
1: heating system.
3: The heating system. Thank you. And then. Um, you open up a, a, a vent, you know, to the top of the house, which we have. We, we did that um, up the um, the basement stairs into the the mudroom. So there's a vent there that will feed this the system, but there's no return. And my electrician said, "Gosh, if you don't have a vent from the outside feeding in the air to circulate," he he just doesn't see how. The, the whole system will really work efficiently if there's not something feeding this
1: flow. I think you've got a great electrician there and a guy who really understands building science because I got to tell you, I hear the advertisements for these systems all the time and they leave me scratching my head because, you know, what they claim to do is to you know, dehumidify your basement. And the way they do that is they simply take the basement air and they pump it upstairs.
2: Yeah, but then what do you do with all that moist air in the rest of the house?
1: Well, upstairs, you know, you don't notice it as much because it doesn't collect and sit, and the temperatures are warmer, so it gets absorbed into the air. And of course, that means that the basement is going to be less humid because that moisture is being pumped upstairs. But if you pump too much airflow upstairs, you're going to depressurize the basement. And the reason it has to be that far away from the furnace is because if you depressurize the basement, guess what's going to happen to all of the fumes that are generated by your heating system? It's going to... Draft's going to reverse and you'll start filling your house with that combustion gas, like including carbon monoxide. Now, in a typical ventilation system, like let's say you have a really high efficiency house, uh, like my cousin's building a house right now that's an Energy Star rated house, he's using foam insulation, you know, it's going to be a really tight house. And I was explaining to him the other day that. Because it's so tight, you might need to bring in fresh air to this house. And typically, the average house, we don't worry about bringing in fresh air because our homes are naturally drafty. But when you build a tight house, you have to bring in fresh air to exhaust stale air. And the way they do that is basically by pulling in cold air from the outside and exhausting it with stale air from the inside. But they trap the heat so you're not exactly just filling your house up with cold air. You're able to sort of transfer it. There's a mechanical way to do that. Uh, These ventilation systems, that you're describing are only one half of that. They're basically just sucking the moisture out of the basement and pumping it upstairs. So to me, it just seems like somewhat of a pointless exercise that potentially could go horribly wrong if the basement was depressurized. Have you noticed that the basement is less humid as a result of running this thing? I
3: actually haven't even put it in yet because we're a month away from moving in, but I purchased it. But on this wave ventilation system, the, the, the system itself is it 's ducked to the outside, so what it does is it it sucks air in from the bottom from you know obviously the basement, but it it, it draws from the top half of the house and it expels it so but i don 't know how it's replaced; it yeah. just doesn't make any sense and and that's wow. what our electrician said so the the air that is circulated through the system is not pumped back upstairs it's okay. actually expelled through the house but what replaces
1: it? Well, and also the other issue here is if you're going to take all the moisture, all the air from inside the house and pump it outside, then you're going to depressurize, and again, you may you may have to drive you may drive up the heating costs as a result or the cooling costs as a result. Listen, I I honestly don't think they're necessary. Okay, I wouldn't ever put one in my house, and uh, if you've not, if you can cancel the contract, I'd recommend you do that.
3: Really? Okay. So what do we do to keep the basement dry?
1: All right. So let's talk about that. So if, uh, uh, there's a bunch of things that you can do. Um, keeping your basement uh, as dry as possible starts at the foundation perimeter outside your house. Uh, you want to make sure that the soil slopes away from the wall. You want it to have it drop about six inches over four feet, well tamped down and, and then covered with uh, you know s- stone or mulch or grass. But you always want to have that sort of slight slope away from the foundation perimeter. In addition to that, you also want to make sure that the gutters are clean and free flowing and that the downspouts are extended four to six feet away from the house. That can help move the water away from that critical area of the foundation perimeter and stop it from uh, building up in the soil right against the foundation walls where it will get into the house. Those two things alone will will make a huge difference in how much moisture gets down there. Now, is the basement finishable?
3: Yes. And it's beautiful. It's all rock. It's you know the the original owner who was d- previous to us built this home and it's a fortress
1: okay so if you were to ultimately finish the basement and heat and heat it um, that is also going to dry it out too because warm air is going to absorb any uh, moist air, any moisture that's in the air. Um, the other thing that you can do is you could paint the interior walls with a damp-proofing paint that stops just the normal soil, soil moisture from evaporating uh, into the house itself. And if it does ever get damp, I would put, I would put a, a dehumidifier down there before I put one of these big ventilation systems. I'd just make sure that I drained it outside. And you can do that through something called a condensate pump.
3: Sure. Okay. Thank you very much.
1: I hope that makes sense. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
2: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. Now, you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question right here, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1 888 Money Pit. 888 Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top rated home improvement pros for any project. Go to HomeAdvisor.com.
1: Just ahead, if your siding or sidewalks or decks or patios are looking pretty nasty, we're going to talk about a simple solution that can make that mess disappear. And we'll be back with more of your calls and that tip after this.
4: You live in a body pit.
2: Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors?
1: That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher.
5: The Money Pit is presented by PaveStone. Building a fire pit, patio, planter, walkway, or even a grill surround is quick and easy with RumbleStone from PaveStone. Look for RumbleStone at The Home Depot and visit PaveStone.com for project ideas and how-to instructions.
1: Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler
2: and I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Give us a call right now at 888 Money Pit, which is presented by Home Advisor. Hey, you'll get the answer to your home improvement question plus this hour we've got a great gift to give away. It's a gift card to be specific that's sponsored by Speed Queen worth 50 bucks. Speed Queen washers and dryers are built to last 25 years. They include the industry's best warranty and they put over 100 years of commercial reliability into every Product. You can learn more at speedqueen.com. That Amazon gift card is going out to one caller drawn at random. Make that you. Could you use fifty bucks? Maybe you can use it for some new laundry detergent. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four.
2: Fred in Delaware, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today?
6: I am um, Bill, having built. a uh egress walk out of my basement with steps. is about five steps. Okay. And it's a double wide, about 72 inches across. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, is it required that I have single handrails or double handrails? Mm.
1: That's a good question. I'm actually not sure. I'd have to look that up. But generally speaking, as long as you have one handrail in the middle, you're okay. If it's along the wall, uh, on opposite ends of it, then I, I think you probably ought to have two. I mean, why not? If you're going to put one and you might as well put in two, and this way it's safer for anybody that goes up and down that space. Mm-hmm. I would ask the local building inspector, since you're having this built, what they're going to require, because frankly, I've seen a lot of situations where I know one was required and they, and they one was required by code and they asked for two. So it's kind of a minor thing for them. So just, why don't you just ask and then give them what okay. they want. But if you just want to be safe, I'd put in two. I mean, I don't see any reason not to do
6: that. Right, And a side question to that is, uh, at the bottom of the staircase there, we have the basic drain, and we okay. had a lot of rain this weekend, and it's, and it's yep. backing up. Um, Where is, is it, it draining to? It, well, that was one of, That was a point of contention. They, I thought they were going to do this to the sump pump, which is inside the, the house, but they put it to the outside foundation around the, the foundation.
1: Okay. But again, where are they draining it to? Because if they're going to dump that around the foundation, then you, you're going to put a lot of water around that house and you want to get it away.
6: Well, basically, it... it, it and I can't tell because it's underground. Uh, they say it goes into these soft, you know, plastic, uh, big black pipes. And that goes around and comes back to and connects with a sump pump inside. They said that. But when I tested it and I poured a lot of water on it last week, I didn't see any flow of that water back to my sump pump. So I don't know where it's going.
1: Yeah. And that's a definitely a concern you know, you can do a camera inspection of that drain. It's going to cost you some money. And like the companies that are like drain cleaners, they have these these drain cameras. And they basically Mm -hmm. are like a long snake that you can run through there. They can always tell where the top of it is and the head of it, and they can tell exactly where that's going. But I think you definitely have an issue there. I'd worry about that more than the the handrails because that's not going to get any better if that's brand new and it's backing up right now. It does sound very much like something was not put together correctly. If it's at all Mm -hmm. physically possible, I would have much preferred to see that connected by a solid PVC pipe, not a flexible pipe, but solid pipe. Um, out to the street or out to daylight somewhere. So, as you say, oh, wow. you can always know that it's working, and you can always uh, uh, snake it out if it's not. So that's definitely uh, a concern. I think you got to get uh, more into that. Okay.
6: All right. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
6: Well,
2: if your siding, sidewalks, decks, or patios are looking pretty grime, we've got a simple solution that can help make that mess disappear and prevent mold, mildew, moss, and more from growing back. It's a product we got to learn more about at the National Hardware Show just a couple of weeks ago called Spray and Forget.
1: Yeah, this is a house and deck outdoor cleaner, and it cleans all types of siding and decks and fences, as as well as pavers or bricks or even concrete patios or pool surrounds. And you can use it on vinyl and plastic outdoor furniture. Pretty much anything outside that gets that grimy mold or mildew on it, this will take it away.
2: Yeah, and it's pretty easy to use. You know, there's no scrubbing involved. And as the name implies, you just spray it on and Mother Nature takes over the cleaning duties with the rain and the sun and the wind. It's pretty easy.
1: Yeah, and over time, it basically keeps those exterior surfaces clean and it does it without harsh chemicals. You'll find it at Home Depot, Ace Hardware, Amazon, do it best and true value for $19.99. Check it out at sprayandforget.com.
2: Arlene in Rhode Island's on the line and wants to stay cool this summer with some air conditioning. How can we help you with the project? I live in an 1,850 square foot ranch
7: that's 38 years old and we installed the central air before the walls were sealed. Um, the access to the handler, which is in the attic, is 21 inches by 21 inches square. And they always told us if it ever broke, it would be a difficult problem to replace the handler in the attic. But lo and behold, last week, the the air conditioning went on for about an hour, and then it stopped. I called my service contract people. They came. They said, they went up into the attic and they said the handler is dripping grease, it's old, it it has a fan belt which is no longer used right. and it's time to get rid of my air conditioning system okay. and get a new one or replace or well, they could fix it for eight hundred dollars, but it might not be good forever. Right. Okay. So I've been I've been interviewing companies, they told me to do that. I'm a little bit educated on it now, and I know that I want a five ton handler in the attic and a 13-sphere compressor on the outside. My compressor is only 10 years old, but I think it wouldn't be
1: compatible. How big is your house?
7: 1,850
1: square feet. Uh, Five tons is a lot of air conditioning uh, for that size house. Usually you would use three to four zone, three to four tons. If you oversize the air conditioning, what's going to happen is it's going to cycle on or off very quickly. You could actually overdo it, and it'll be really inefficient. But okay. I'm guessing that your question is, how do you get the air handler back up in the attic?
7: Well, everyone said they can make a new opening and put a new vent in, and it'll give it more circulation, and it's a good thing to do. The last person I interviewed said he can get it up a five-ton up into the attic because the one he's going to supply and the manna comes in two pieces.
3: Okay. He said, and
7: that will be better because if it ever needs a repair, you just click open the two pieces. I never heard of a two-piece five-ton, and I'm wondering what your opinion is because he gave me the best price. It was $3,000 cheaper than everyone else.
1: Yeah, well, it's hard to tell because a lot of these guys bid you and not the project, but Amanda is a good brand. Yes. So I have no issues. I have no issues with that. I would just do some research on the contractor. But by the way, you know, um, making a bigger opening is not that big of a deal. It it might seem like a big of a deal, but it's really a pretty simple carpentry project. It's just an additional project that you probably didn't want to face. Is there any storage space up there if you were to make it bigger? Could you take advantage of that? The crawl space, Adam. Total crawl space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, a carpenter that knows what he's doing can open, can double the size of that hole in, in about an hour. It's really not hard. Well, listen, you know, I just, before you make the commitment to the five ton, I'm just telling you for an 1800 square foot house, that's, that's over. It's probably overkill. And I don't want you to get in a situation where there's, you know what it mean? When I say cycling, you know what that means? It means the air conditioning comes on and it goes off, it comes on again, goes off, goes on, off, on, mm-hmm. off. So what will happen is it will never run long enough to dehumidify your house. And as a result, you'll feel cold and clammy. Oh. It's really not good. So you want to put the right size unit in, okay? You want to put the right size unit in. And and generally, it's about 600 square feet per ton. So that's only three tons for your house. So I'm thinking three to four. I'm thinking five might be too big, okay? Okay.
7: Thank you so
2: much.
1: All right. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 pit and, and, And well done doing all the research on this.
2: Mike in California has got a flooring question. What project are you working on?
5: I have a question about radiant heat, floor heating. Okay. Uh, What kind of coverings, uh, floor coverings, can I put over concrete?
1: Oh, you can put any kind of floor covering you want over that. It doesn't get so hot that it affects the floor. I mean... You could have carpet, you can have tile, you could have engineered hardwood, you could have real hardwood, you could have laminate. Well,
2: real hardwood, Tom, doesn't it have to be a specific cut of the grain?
1: I mean, well, I mean, obviously it has to be a pre-finished, locked together kind of a product because you can't nail into it. it. <laughs> That'd be bad. It might pierce those pipes. But I think you could use engineered hardwood if you have any question, and that will look just like the real thing. In fact, it is the real thing. It's just a um, um, manufactured product.
5: And will the heat penetrate the uh, manufactured? Oh, absolutely. Lid or- Oh, yeah. Sure. Put the, the plumbing inside the concrete, three inches of concrete. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you can get through a couple inches of concrete, it sure can go through another half inch of flooring. Okay. Once it warms right. up, you're Thank good to you. go. It's very comfortable Thank heat, you. too. So good choice.
5: All right. Thank you. Oh, that was the other question. Is it Practical. Is it, uh, more practical than central air or something like
1: that? It's an investment. You know, I mean, it's a hydronic system. So if you're going to put hot water heat in, you're going to have to put a ducted air conditioning system in. So it's kind of like you have to put two systems in. But those of us that have those systems love them. I mean, I got old fashioned radiators in my 1800s house and I've got a ducted air conditioning system and, and you, know, you get the best of both worlds. So, you know, it's going to be a, it's really a question as to whether or not it's practical for you, but it doesn't get any better than radiant heat. I mean, it's just amazingly comfortable stuff. Okay. All right. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Yep. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit.
2: Just ahead, have you ever tested the water coming into your house? Well, you might just want to.
0: We'll tell you why after this.
6: 888 Pit.
0: This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
5: The Money Pit is presented by GreenWorks Tools, the ultimate battery-powered outdoor lawn equipment. No gas, no cords, no maintenance. The hassle-free solution to lawn care. With GreenWorks, life... Gets easier.
1: making good homes better welcome back to the money pit home improvement radio show i'm tom Kreitler,
2: and i'm leslie segretti well when you turn on the tap the water flows out but did you ever stop to think about the quality of that water Well, with frequent reports of water quality issues popping up now around the nation, it's probably something that you should be thinking about.
1: And that's something our next guest thinks a lot about. Lindsay Chasen is the merchant at the Home Depot responsible for making sure you have options if water quality issues are discovered. And she joins us now with tips. Welcome, Lindsay.
8: Hey, guys. How are you?
1: Great. Now, the Home Depot is focusing a lot on this topic right now and really has developed a suite of products that can address the most common water quality issues. It's probably a good thing because the stories like what we're hearing happened in Flint, Michigan, have a lot of people very concerned right now about what actually is coming out of that tap.
8: Absolutely. You know, water quality is a huge point of discussion for a lot of Americans and families right now. Flint, Michigan brought a lot of attention to the idea of water quality, and uh, we do continue to see other communities pop up from time to time that are having water quality issues. And so we try to help our customers equip their homes with the right products to really come up against those problems before they're a huge issue.
2: Now, there are steps that people can take to proactively identify any water risks or water quality issues that might be in their homes, but are the products or systems that you can put in place to eliminate those risks? Are these a DIY project or do you have to leave this to the pros?
8: Absolutely. There are a lot of really great options out there for DIY customers, things that are very easily installed on your faucet or under your sink or even as simple as a pitcher. So we have some really great options out there for DIY. It doesn't have to be a complicated pro project, but if you want to engage a pro, we certainly have options there as well.
2: Now, Lindsay, I think a lot of people think that it has to be a major water filtration system that gets sort of installed as an appliance into your house, but that's not so. There are really you know, simple things that you can purchase that can make a huge difference, right?
8: That's absolutely true. There are a number of different ways to filter your water, whether it's a faucet filtration system, a water dispenser or even something as basic as a pitcher, right? So take a look and make sure that whatever you're buying is is certified by either the Water Quality Association or the NSF International. Those are going to be some of our our best certifying bodies to understand how to get lead and mercury and pesticides and all those other gross contaminants out of your water. And we've got some great options from Pure and Brita and others at the Home Depot.
1: We're talking to Lindsay Chason. She is the water quality expert with The Home Depot about how to improve the water quality in your home. And the first thing is, of course, a test. And then based on those test results, they're going to direct you to the issues and the potential solution, right?
8: That's right. Absolutely. So whatever the water test shows, you can consider a number of different options. You may want to put a point-of-use water treatment filtration system in, such as a faucet filter, to help remove or reduce some of your contaminants, You know, the EPA actually directs us that household plumbing fixtures have the most issues and are the most common sources of lead and copper in home drinking water, which can be really scary. So filtering drinking water at the tap reduces all kinds of microbial cysts, metals like lead and mercury, any kind of industrial pollutants. Uh, You can also filter for taste and odor of chlorine and any other kind of chlorination byproducts. So again, really great options to put on your sink uh, to help you improve the quality of your water.
2: Now, Lindsay, I think a lot of people think that it has to be a major water filtration system that gets sort of installed as an appliance into your house, but that's not so. There are really, you know, simple things that you can purchase that can make a huge difference, right?
8: That's absolutely true. There are a number of different ways to filter your water, whether it's a faucet filtration system, a water dispenser, or even something as basic as a pitcher, right? So take a look and make sure that whatever you're buying is, is certified by either the Water Quality Association or the NSF International. Those are going to be some of our, our best certifying bodies to understand how to get lead and mercury and pesticides and all those other gross contaminants out of your water. And We've got some great options from Pure and Brita. And others at the Home Depot.
1: Great advice. Lindsay Chasen, the water quality merchant at the Home Depot. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit, Lindsay.
3: Thank you, guys.
1: If you'd like more information, you can head on over to Home Depot.com or call 1 800 Home Depot to schedule an appointment with a water quality expert.
2: Thanks so much, Lindsay. You're listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Give us a call now with your questions at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. Just ahead, using a pressure washer is one way to make spring cleaning fun. We're going to have tips on how to do this safely and effectively with a smart pressure washer. We'll be back with more of your calls after this.
4: You live in a body
3: pit.
2: Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy.
5: The Money Pit is presented by ADT, the security leader for over 140 years. Trust ADT to protect your home, family, and all you care about. At ADT, we know your security is only as strong as the people who are backing you up. For 24-7 monitoring and peace of mind, visit ADT.com.
1: Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. You will get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we're giving away an Amazon gift card sponsored by Speed Queen. Speed Queen washers and dryers are built to last 25 years. Can you imagine how many loads of laundry you could tackle with the same washer and dryer in 25 years? And they come with the industry's best warranty. They've got over a 100 years of commercial reliability, and there's 2,800 dealers nationwide. You can find one at speedqueen.com and check out their amazing line to help you get your laundry done for a lifetime, practically.
1: Absolutely. That's going out to one caller drawn at random. Make that you, if you'd like to win that Amazon gift card from our friends at Speed Queen. Give us a call right now with your question at eight 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 Money Pit.
6: Richard
2: in Texas, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today?
6: I was putting up some cedar lap siding around the house, and I discovered after the fact that in my. Uh, I had a basket full of tubes of caulking and one of them turned out to be silicone okay. and I didn't discover that until after the fact and I was wondering is there any way to make that paintable?
1: There's no real way to make it paintable. I suppose if you used a good quality primer on top of it you might have a half a half a chance at it. But how much of it is like that obvious? I mean, is it first of all is it a different color or is it clear?
6: Well well yeah, it's well it's a different color than what I'm gonna paint the house. I see. It's in one corner. I had a, had a hired hand out here helping me, and he didn't realize.
1: Well, you know, there's a, there's a way to remove that, but it's just all in that one section, Richard. Why don't you just, you know, spend a little time taking it out? There's a, a product called caulk softener. And it's basically, it's kind of like a paint remover for caulk, and you apply it to it, and it kind of gets sort of gummy again, and you can scrape it out with a putty knife, clean it up as much as you can, especially if you're going to paint it. You could, I'm sure you can get rid of enough of that to be able to paint and never see it All again. All
6: right, man. Hey, thank you so much, man. I, I really love you guys. Show you. You're real
1: helpful. All right, Rich. Happy we could help you out. Good luck with that project heading to Tennessee,
2: and apparently so are the moles, to Kim's yard. What's going on?
8: (laughs) Yes, I'm trying to get rid of
3: these moles in my yard. Please help me.
1: Well, one of the ways to get rid of moles in your yard is to not make your yard quite so attractive by getting rid of the grubs that are in your lawn. Moles are usually there because there's plenty of food. And so if you used a product like GrubX. To get rid of the grub, that's the grubs. These are little white juicy insects that moles just love. And if you get rid of the grubs, then the moles will find a new place to eat. But if there's plenty of grubs, there's plenty of food, they're going to stay in your yard. Does that make sense?
8: All right. Well, good. Thank you so much. I'll try the grub it.
2: Well, if you've got some spring cleaning to do outside your house, a pressure washer is one very fun tool to have around. A good pressure washer can cut cleaning time, whether the job is cleaning sidewalks, patios, or decks, or cleaning your car or boat. And now Greenworks is out with a new electric pressure washer that is truly smart.
1: Yep, it's the Greenworks 2200 and it's really the most powerful pressure washer in their line. It's smart because it has a brushless motor with smart response technology. This can actually sense the type of nozzle you're using and then adjust the motor speed to deliver just the right water flow for your job.
2: It also has a high flow soap nozzle, which is going to give you plenty of soap, just like you'd see in a car wash. And the onboard LED panel has digital pressure sensing to help you choose the best settings for the job that you're working on. I really like that everything, all the hoses and nozzles and cords are all designed to store right there on board, so it's really easy to put away when you're all done.
1: The Greenworks 2200 electric pressure washer is available at Lowe's and Lowe's.com, so check it out. All right, going to North
2: Carolina where Michael wants to work on a bathtub project. Why not just get in the tub and relax, Mike?
4: What's going on? I wish I could, young lady. Thank y'all ever so much for taking my call. Uh, This house was built in 1934. And the bathtub's always been white porcelain, but I think the last time around, my mom and dad we remodel the bathroom, they had it sprayed like a tan color, like a sandstone color. And I would love to remove it and bring it back to its normal gloss.
1: Well, if they've painted it, the probably the normal gloss wasn't so wasn't so attractive. It might have worn. And um, to refinish a bathtub is usually a big challenge. Now you can strip it. And you could refinish it again, and you may get some number of years out of it. Um, but I generally find that, that those refinishing projects, are they're kind of like paint jobs. You know, they, they last maybe five, six, seven years, and then you're doing it again and again. Or you can consider relining the tub. There's a process by which the tub, a tub liner could be built and sits actually inside that original tub and gives it a completely new surface. So those are really the two options that I'd pursue, Michael. So
5: on the relining operation, what would you consider?
1: Well, I mean, it's, there, there's different. There are manufacturers out there that do bathtub relining, and, and exactly, it's a composite material that's essentially made to fit your tub. They take some measurements, and it, it doesn't take up too much room, and it looks really nice when it's done. But it's not inexpensive.
2: It's probably on par with having the tub refinished.
1: Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
2: Pat Nebraska's on the line with a dishwasher that has decided to take the day off. (laughs) What's going on?
4: Hi. Uh, Yes, our dishwasher is on the blink, literally. Uh, It doesn't seem to work anymore. And as I look at it, uh, on the menu screen across the top, it's blinking, but doesn't work when I hit the start button or cancel or open the door or shut it. Um, Can't get it to work anymore.
1: How old is the dishwasher, Pat?
4: I'd say about Five years old.
1: Mm, that's a shame. that old.
4: Yes. We've yeah. gone through four of them since we've owned this house in about 20 wow. years. Wow. Really amazed. Uh, my husband yeah, shut sure it annoyed off too and turned it back on, and it still doesn't seem to work. So we open and shut the door, everything. So so we think it's, is. I went online and there's something about some kind of a board that can like a like a motherboard or something
1: yeah so that's what i was thinking it's it's a failure of the control circuit and there's a lot of electronic products in these newer uh, appliances and the question of course is you know repair or replace and at 5 years old you're kind of right at that sort of balance point you might be able to repair it the question is, is it going to be worth a couple hundred bucks to you to do that? Or would you rather take the 200 bucks and put it it towards a, a new unit?
4: That's what we weren't sure. So that's why we thought we'd give you a call.
1: I think if it was me, I'd probably not repair it only because what do you hope to get out of that? You know, eight years, nine years, having somebody come out to your house and fix anything these days is a couple hundred bucks minimum. So it would end up being, you know, a third of the cost of a new unit. I mean, you can find a decent dishwasher for five or 600 bucks, and you could find a basic one for even less. Well, how much do you think the part would cost? The- we don't know that that's the part. You know, you have to have a service, service person diagnose it. But if you just wanted to satisfy your curiosity, there's lots of uh, websites online that sell appliance parts, and I'm sure you could find it. But, you know, the issue is that it's a call to the serviceman to come out and diagnose it, and that costs some money, and then a call, and then he has to come back after the part comes in. It's not the kind of thing where they can uh, keep these parts on the truck anymore, you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh.
4: So, well, we were wanting your expert opinion. We kind of were leaning that way anyway.
1: You know, I tell you what, if it was older, it would be a lot easier decision. I do agree that it's still, you know, middle-aged, but I I still don't think it's probably worth you putting the money into it.
4: Yes. All right. Well, I guess we'll go... Shopping for a, a new dishwasher.
1: Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
2: All right, you are listening to
4: the Money Pit Home Improvement
2: Radio Show. Give us a call now at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top-rated home improvement pros for any project. Just go to HomeAdvisor.com.
1: Up next, if you're a fan of the seaside cottages with beautiful white cedar siding, there's a new way to get that same look without the maintenance or expense. We'll share that tip after this.
0: You live in a Money Pit.
1: Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, summer is on the way, and it makes everybody think about vacationing at the beach. Who doesn't love the look of a beach house? Well, no matter where you are, inland or on the shore, you too can have a home that looks just like the coastline with the newest product from Tando, it's Beach House Shake.
1: With us to talk about that is Ralph Bruno. He's the president. Welcome, Ralph. Hey, good to be here, Tom and Leslie. You guys keep developing uh, new siding products that look remarkably like the sort of organic counterpart. In this case, your new Beach House Shake looks just like white cedar. Uh, do you fool people with this? I mean, do you see customers and contractors especially pick the product up and try to figure out if it's, you know, if it's real or not?
5: Absolutely. That's when we know we have a winner, Tom. As you know, um, you were there when we displayed the product at the JLC show in Providence. And one of the things we looked for was how many people actually walk by, come back, and then physically want to touch it with their fingers. And we know that once they actually get that tactile experience by touching it, they don't know what it is. And we want to fool even the most strident wood purists, and I think we have with Beach House Shake.
2: I mean, that's amazing because we all know that it does take, you know, a little bit of maintenance to make that white cedar look beautiful for its natural lifetime. So you guys have really taken that maintenance step right out of having beautiful siding.
5: Absolutely, Leslie, and I think that's a great point because most people don't realize how much maintenance it actually takes until those folks own an actual beach house, and if you go to any of the beach communities this time of year, between now and Memorial Day, the busiest people down there are the people who are staining and replacing natural shakes on the coastline homes.
1: Now, Ralph, this product has to stand up to more than the average siding if it's going to be used in a coastal situation. I mean, all homes have to stand up to you know rain and wind and snow and hail and ice you know, for most of the country. But if you have a beach house, you know that gets complicated and compounded by the fact that you've got salt, which is corrosive, and you've got sand that's blowing around. How is it that you're able to assure consumers that that finish on the beach house shake is not going to fade or chip or, or dent or, or peel or do any of the kinds of things that happen to real wood siding?
5: That's a great question, Tom. And at the base of our technology, we've been doing this for quite some time. We've been making these products for almost 20 years. So at the base of what we make is it's an injected molded polymer product, which is absolutely impervious to moisture in the elements. So even if you submerge it in water, nothing's going to happen. With Beach House Shake, the real secret has been to get that real realistic texture showing saw cuts and the like, while also penetrating the surface with actual wood stain to make it look just like real wood.
1: Now, let's talk about the installation of cedar uh, compared to the Beach House Shake product. Now, typically, if you are installing cedar, it's an 18-inch uh, cedar shingle, and you're going to basically leave about six inches of that exposed and then overlap and go up from there. With all that wood going into the house, how does the price compare for Beach House Shake compared to traditional cedar?
5: Now that, uh, once again, another great question, Tom. So to the consumer, The installed cost of beach house shake versus traditional cedar is very comparable. They're about the same. But to the contractor, because they're installing much faster, they get a little bit of a benefit. And to the homeowner, the benefit is exponentially better because we offer a 10-year looks-like-new warranty. That product's not going to fade. Nothing's going to happen to the product for a minimum of 10 years. And there's also a lifetime warranty against rot, crack, split, and the like. So where the consumer really makes off is the time they're going to get and also, the annual upkeep is virtually zero with Beach House Shake.
1: Well, the Beach House Shake is being described by contractors as looking more like white cedar than the cedar itself. So I think you've done well with this. Ralph Bruno from Tando. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit and continue to get success with the Beach House Shake product. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to TandoBP.com. That's tandovp.com. Thanks, Ralph.
5: Thank you, Tom. Thank you,
1: Leslie. You've been listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for stopping by this hour. Hey, if you've got questions, you can reach us 24-7 at 888 Pit, or please post your question to the Money Pit community section online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Remember, you can do it yourself.
2: But you don't have to do it alone.